Hi guys, thanks for joining me. Today we are talking about how to motivate your family to help you in the kitchen because after all that's going to make meal planning and meal prep a whole lot easier if you're not doing it alone. This is episode seven of season four. Let's dive in. I'm Michelle Visser, author of Sweet Maple and creator of the blog and YouTube channel Solely Rested, because sometimes the only rest you can find is in your soul. Welcome back to the Simple Doesn't Mean Easy podcast, where we talk about how to simplify our lives in the midst of modern day life, one step at a time. Let's do this together. Okay, so first of all, I think I need to say right up front, I am well aware that if you have young children, having them help in the kitchen is not really going to make things easier. Not in the short term, but trust me, I have been there for many long years. I do still remember how hard it was and how I really just wanted to make the cookies. I just wanted to get it done and move on to something else sometimes. But to have their little hands in the way and the big messes that they're making that you're going to be the one probably cleaning up. We'll talk a little bit about that too. Um, in the end, if you are giving your child a love for helping Um, a love for feeling valuable that what they're doing is contributing to the family and a love for being in the kitchen. Trust me, it is worth it. And it does 300%. It does make things easier down the road. So much so that it is well worth the effort you're putting in now. Okay some practical things that you can do for one thing, a couple things, no matter how old the kids are, a couple things that make it so much easier for them are having directions and conversions really handy and available to them. And then any way that's in particular to your family with food storage, um, to make that easy for them to be able to find what they need and get it quickly when they're in the midst of making a recipe and it's the eighth ingredient they've had trouble finding, that can be a struggle, you know, for a teen. So let me give you some practical things when I'm talking about. For rice, on the package, like I, I cut off the piece of the package that had the directions And I put that in the cabinet above my stove. So it's right there, always ready. Just a little, I don't know, like four by six inch piece of paper with the directions. But they do not have the serving size that we make at mealtime. So let's say that it has two servings, four servings, and six servings. Okay. And I want to make three servings. So they tell me, cup of rice and one and a half cups of water will make two servings. And I know it's not hard, but it sometimes, depending on how tired I am or how many interruptions I have to stand there. Okay. It's easy to know that one cup of rice will be one and a half cups of rice, right? If I'm doing three servings, 
But if I'm tired, it takes me, I don't know, way too long <laughs> to figure out how do I increase 50% more one and a half cups of water. Like, you know, I do the, okay, well, half of one cup is another half. So that puts it up to two cups. And then I have to add on half of a half, which is a quarter. So how long did that just take me? 15 seconds that I'm sitting there struggling and who knows what's going on around me in the commotion of the kitchen that I just, I get discouraged sometimes. <laughs> so don't put your kid through that. If they are going to help with the rice, make it super easy. And on that four by six card that they pull down from the cabinet, write, hand write on there what your family usually uses. So it's really simple. They just glance at the card and they see, okay, I need one and a half cups of rice and two and a quarter cups water. Just simple things like that times eight or 10, you know, there might be 10 different things that you're making often, whether it's a whole recipe or just one part of the meal, that if you write the little conversion information on there that make the recipe specific to your family and your needs, it makes it so much easier. And there's a lot less chance that you're going to have soupy rice or hard rice, right? There's less chance of any problem with math. Now, Definitely, there is a place, this is a homeschool mom talking, for learning math through cooking. Many homeschool days when the girls were little, many, for different reasons, we didn't do math, we did baking. And that is very worthwhile. So I'm not saying to not give the kid the opportunity to do math as part of baking. It's a great way to do math. But when it's meal prep time and you want it to go smoothly, there are those certain things, and I'm sure you already know what those certain things are, that if you have it written down, it'll be so nice for them. And then another thing as far as like that food storage that I mentioned, for us, we have to go down to our root cellar down in our basement and look through five-gallon buckets to find what we need if we've run out in the kitchen. Rice is one of those things. I have it sitting in a gallon jar with a sealed lid not far from the stove but when it's running out and it's you know we need more to make dinner we have to take that jar and go downstairs to the root cellar so one thing i figured out not long ago that makes the process so much easier instead of having to grab a ladle and a funnel if i have a ladle and a funnel in each of those buckets. I think there's four of them, four different things that we use a lot that we'll go down there and have to refill a lot. It just makes it a lot easier. I don't have to wonder where's the funnel. I don't get to the basement and remember, oh shoot, I didn't bring the funnel. I only brought the ladle. You know, if it's all right there in the bucket, it just makes it go so much smoother. And then the hassle, you know, and the sighing, oh, we're out of rice. I have to go to the basement. It's actually a lot less common because I just made it all. I'm well aware you might not keep your excess bulk foods in buckets. You might not have to go downstairs to get them. You might have a beautiful, wonderful walk-in pantry in your kitchen. And maybe this isn't even relevant, but I'm guessing you have used your kitchen enough. You've made enough meals in your kitchen that you have probably already thought of something that went, you're like, had a little light bulb and went, oh, hmm, I don't have the bucket situation, but boy, I could do this. Whatever that thing is, start thinking about it. 
how you can do it. Make that step a little bit easier. I'm going to pause for just a second. I actually don't have a sponsor today, but I wanted to let you know there are only ooh, less than two weeks, about a week and a half left in the great sale that is exclusive for listeners of this podcast on my dehydrator, my blender, and my vacuum sealer. I love all three of them. I've been telling you guys about them every episode. I think there's only a little bit of time left to go check them out and take advantage of this offer. It is very seldom that these go on sale. They are top of the line. They're not cheap. And boy, if you can get a nice discount, take advantage of it. If these are, if any of those three things are something that you think would help make food prep a whole lot more convenient for you, or that you've been wanting to get for a while, um, go check them out. There are links and the information on how to enjoy the discount over at solelyrested.com slash coupons, solelyrested.com slash coupons. And that is through the end of June. Okay, so let's talk about the, little, the young kids, the really little ones that are making the mess and making you pull your hair out. <laughs> um, first of all, if there is any interest of any kind that they show you, you know it's going to be on the most difficult day for you, right? You know it's going to be on the time where you feel like, I don't have time or I'm stressed or I'm tired. Do your best to take advantage of their interest and their excitement and really work hard at including them because they're so impressionable. And if you shrug them off, I mean, granted, there are going to be times you have to, don't get me wrong. But if it's just because you're just feeling a little tired and cranky today, but you definitely can make the time and yeah, sure, they could help you, let them in and really try to have a happy attitude that they're helping you. And realize that there's only a short window in a child's life that they want nothing more than to please and feel um, useful, feel valuable, feel like they're contributing to the family. You know, before long, they hit those years that they really don't care about if they're contributing to the family or not. Um there's also those in between years where they're like, yeah, it'd be kind of nice, but it is work. I'm not sure if I want to do it, <laughs> but, um, take advantage of those young years and realize that you're truly impacting the way they view food prep. I mean, you really are. If a three-year-old gets excited because mom's in the kitchen and they know they can pull their stool over and they know they have their special little kitchen tools that they can pull out of the drawer and they know, oh, I get to do this. It, it changes the way they look at real food. And it gives them such a solid foundation. Now, there is this thing that I struggled with a whole lot with knives. I remember very vividly when Kayla, who's my third daughter, first wanted to use a very sharp knife. It wasn't even in our kitchen. It was at a friend's house. And this friend who had never had children really didn't understand that Kayla was just too young to be using a knife and encouraged her. And Kayla got so excited. To this day, if I ask her to tell you about the time at Barbara's when she was cutting tomatoes, 
she can recount it like a scene in a movie that she's watched 20 times. Like she can tell you all about those 10 minutes in Barbara's kitchen and how excited she got. I think she, I think she was four. I wonder if she knows. Um, but meanwhile, I'm like seriously terrified. And this was my third child. And yet I was still terrified. Like I thought, how far is it to the nearest emergency room? Like there isn't one close. We brought Barbara lived kind of rurally. And I'm thinking, and, and what if Kayla loses the tip of her finger? Like I was really concerned because it was a big, sharp knife. Um, but it was a monumental moment for Kayla. And I could tell, I could just see it on her face, how excited she was and not like stupid excited, but proud excited. Like, you mean, Barbara, you think I am mature enough and capable enough to slice the tomatoes for our salad? I'm so honored. Like that excitement, that look, you know? So instead of saying, no, 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 and diving for the knife and pulling it out of her hands, <laughs> I remained calm and I just stood closely beside her and I gave her directions and I stood there ready to, you know, pull it back or do something if I needed to. Um, I stood over her and guided her, you know, with my own hand and made sure the knife was, because you know with tomatoes, how it can be really hard sometimes if the knife isn't sharp, you know, so I made sure the knife was going through the tomatoes well. Kayla wasn't going to have to jimmy it around. It would just slice right through. So I held her hand and guided it for her. And then I let her do a few and it went fine. There was no blood involved, no nicks or scrapes. <laughs> um, so I'm not saying let your kid have all the access to the sharp knives in the kitchen. Definitely not. But do be very in tune to each child. And when each child is ready, when they have the motor skills and the ability to take on the next level and do the next thing, whatever that next thing might be with food prep and let them feel mature. Let them be proud of their accomplishments. Now the messy part, that's a hard one. Uh, on one hand, whenever possible, definitely have them be part of the cleanup, but don't do it in this way of, you know, well, you got to make the cookies. Now you darn well better clean it up, right? <laughs> make the cleanup fun too. put on some music when it gets to the hard part of the kitchen work, you know, you've had the fun, you've made the cookies, you've tasted them. And then you look over and realize all oh, the work of cleanup. That's when you put on the music, put on the good stuff, put on the Motown or, um, the, uh, for that is Motown. <laughs> I was going to say four tops. Um, Beach Boys. Put on the Beach Boys. You know, something fun and upbeat and dance around the kitchen with them as you're scrubbing up the mess. Sometimes, you know, their attention span and their exhaustion level is much different than us as adults. And sometimes you can tell that they have no energy left to devote to cleanup. And you don't want to ruin the fun that you just had. So sometimes it's totally okay to say, you know what, why don't you go and enjoy reading that book you were enjoying or go, go climb the tree in the backyard and I'll take care of this. So you'll know, you'll know which time is, is when you need to do what. I mean, certainly they need to learn responsibility. They need to learn that sometimes there's hard parts that go along with the fun parts, but sometimes they also just need to leave the kitchen on a high note and on an excitement that that was awesome. 
I love baking. And then, you know, you do the part that's not so fun sometimes. <laughs> um, one tip I do have for you that I think really makes kids like cleaning up the kitchen is allow them to be involved in the preparation of the cleaner. We have a cleaning spray that we make with vinegar and whatever favorite essential oils you would like to use. And if you have the kids involved with making that, first of all, the very simple act of just combining the vinegar and some drops of essential oil and screwing back on the spray top, it's simple enough, but it gets the little ones excited. And then the next time when it's time to clean up, they recall that they're the ones who made that cleaner and they recall that they got to choose what scent it's going to be. And it just, it seems kind of silly, but I mean, it gets them excited about cleaning. Um, we also use a spray for cleaning our fruits and veggies and same idea, you know, they, they can be in charge. If, if they're the ones that make the spray, they might be elated to be in charge of cleaning off the fruits before you guys have a snack. So little things like that, whenever you can get them involved and make them feel like they personally have contributed to that part of the food prep or cleanup, it is so worth it. And then another area that it's great to have the littles involved in is when it's time to make a shopping list. If you're like me, you're continually, you know, adding to the shopping list. Keep it where it's accessible to the littles, especially if they're able to write. Or if you are using the pantry checklist that I've been mentioning every episode, if you don't know what I'm talking about or you haven't downloaded it yet, definitely go to solelyrested.com slash pantry. It's a totally free resource. I forget how many pages is it? Is it six pages, seven pages long? Um, and there's two options of it. There's a blank one and then a full color one. And it's basically everything that's on my, it is my pantry checklist. <laughs> and the little one can put a sticker, little tiny mini stickers or um, a line or through the box or color in the box even of whatever it is you need the next time you go shopping or place your order with Azure Standard or whatever it is. So let, keep that accessible to the young ones and let them be involved, even if it matters calling them in from, if it means calling them in from a different room, you know, like, hey, Haley, do you want to come put a sticker on the chart that I need rice next time? And if there's a sticker involved, they'll love it, you know, but at a very young age, you're getting them interested in the idea that it's a process, you know, how it works to know what you need and how to be prepared when it's time to do the shopping and to be organized. And you have to get some excited because it's a sticker or crayons involved or a highlighter that they can color in the box or whatever it is. Does it sometimes make it harder? Yeah. Does it sometimes make it a little sloppy when you go to actually figure out what you need sometimes? <laughs> but again, it's worth it think long term. It's definitely worth it because now here I am on the other end of it and I am so desperately missing my daughters that have recently moved out. I'm an empty nester and they were so much help in the kitchen and Kayla specifically, the tomato slicer girl, <laughs> she wound up becoming enthralled with food preparation and loved loved real food 
learned at a pretty young age the difference between packaged food and real food and why real food was always the better choice. And she actually has inspired me in a lot of ways. She has improved my choices. She has expanded my palate and taught me recipes. And I do think it all started back with that tomato that I could have, I could have stopped her. I could have thrown a fit. I could have grabbed the knife out of her hands. I'm so thankful looking back that I wisely realized in the moment, this is, this is a turning point special moment and I need to respond correctly. Um, I mean, there's been plenty of other things, believe me, she still would have loved food even if I had grabbed the knife out of her hand at that moment, but it's, it was the starting point. And really my only point to all of this is it is worth it. And you will get to a point that they are the ones inspiring you. It comes eventually, trust me. And the other thing about being prepared in the kitchen, um, little ones can help with meal planning in some way, shape or form. We have a chalkboard that's painted on the side of one of our long pantry cabinets and I keep chalk right beside it and that's how I do um, my, my meal planning and how I remember what's in the fridge. So even when little ones aren't able to actually, you know, write the list or help you with writing out what's in the fridge currently or any of that, there's something they could do. Like maybe they're learning to write their letters and they could write the first letter of the word. Or maybe they could just write a smile beside certain things. You can tell them, okay, this word says gravy and I want to remember to have that on Thursday. So if we put a smile beside it, that will remind me that it's for Thursday, you know, or whatever, whatever you think of some way that they can help. And if they get to write on the chalkboard and it's a special thing, it's great. It's, it's just so good to do anything you can do like that to encourage the young ones that this is a fun place to be and that making meals is a great privilege and a fun thing that we get to do to feed nutritious, good stuff to our family. So I have a lot more to say, but I'm looking at the time and I'm thinking this is going to be a two-part episode. I seem to be doing that a lot lately. So in our next episode, we will talk about ways to motivate family. If you have older kids, teenagers, I have some great suggestions for you. And with your spouse, maybe your spouse loves to be in the kitchen. Mine really doesn't. He would have popcorn for every meal if he was in charge of the meals. So I have some thoughts for you on that too, with getting the spouse motivated to help sometimes in the kitchen. And then I want to talk some about just overall attitude and how it makes such a difference and how honestly the Lord has worked on my heart for two decades to get to the point that my attitude has greatly improved in a whole lot of areas in life, but in the kitchen as well. Um, so I'll just, I want to talk a little bit about that next episode as well. But you know, I don't think, do you think that ladies like 50 years ago griped and complained about being in the kitchen? I mean, it wasn't even a thought that they'd be doing something else, I feel like. Like, of course, I'm going to be making a meal for my family at three or four o'clock or whatever time in the afternoon. Like, of course. Now, things are different today. I totally get that. And you might have to work full time and it makes things very stressful. But I still feel like it's an attitude. Like they, 
I'm thinking actually of my grandparents who lived rurally, who were very poor. I've talked about that some. And food was a luxury and a privilege. And I can't imagine either of my grandmothers griping about, oh, it's going to take me a whole hour to make these biscuits and to make this, to get this meat cooked or whatever. Like there's just, they would have had this overall attitude of, you know, I'm really thankful that the kids are not going to bed hungry tonight and that I have the flour needed to make these biscuits and this is going to be delicious. So anyway, we'll get, we'll get into that a little bit next episode. So go check out solelyrested.com slash coupons. Definitely look into that dehydrator, blender, and vacuum sealer. And on that same page, there's a deal only through Monday, June 20th. If you are interested in a grain mill, milling your own flour, finding out about the amazing nutrition that you can feed your family with fresh flour, so different than purchased all-purpose flour, guys, so different. That all is on the same page, solelyrested.com slash coupons. So if you're listening to this right when it comes out, you have just a couple days to check out that grain mill. Um, and if you're interested in fresh flour, go to solelyrested.com slash flour, F-L-O-U-R, solelyrested.com slash flour. And it is actually a week long deep dive into everything you want to know about fresh flour, milling it yourself, why to do it, how to do it, how to store it, why it's so much more nutritious, all kinds of great stuff, even comparing different grain mills. So if you want to just know more about it, solelyrested.com slash flour. If you want to check out that grain mill special, that's only for a few more days, save $129. It's a great special on my absolute favorite grain mill. That, along with the other offers I mentioned, are at solelyrested.com slash coupons. Okay, I think that is it for today. But remember, guys, it's easy to forget how blessed we are to live this life that we're living. So enjoy. Enjoy the simple, everyday efforts. I know it's not easy, but I also know it is a very good next time.